We've got a big announcement, girlies. We're going on tour. We're going on tour. We're hitting the road, Jack. Woo! So don't you come back no more, no more. We're bringing our tour. That's showbiz all that's over showbiz. Ireland. You have to say it like that. Well, oh, but I that's can't sing. Showbiz. That's showbiz. That's <laughs> showbiz. You have to say it like old, old-timey American. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work on it I'll work on it we, we, That has to okay. feature In the show okay, I'll work on it I'll work on it We're coming to Name them A city near you We're going to Cork Limerick Galway Belfast And Dublin Yeah sorry about the Midlands But we can't drive And we need to be accessed by train We don't really know Any of those com- Sorry our, our, <laughs> our geography knowledge Of that part of Ireland Is limited But if you want to come see us Go to ticketmaster.ie And Take get your tickets Because they're flying out The door girls And our girlies In the UK and Australia Don't worry because there's exciting dates coming soon. Yeah. Keep the eyes peeled. That's keep all we'll say Keep the eyes and ears or peeled. And the ears, because you yeah. might hear it on here again. Do you keep your ears peeled? Keep the ears clean, I would say. Anyway, maybe. we're waffling. Anyway, also, link in the episode description on how to get your tickets. Exactly. See you then. See you, girlies. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're going to have to get rid of that chewing gum. Fine, but you throw it in the bin. No. You're closer to the bin. Joey stole his dad to my mum. What? Gonna, like spit my chewing gum into her hand. In <laughs> So weird. Well, she's it? just thinking. Yeah, she's just. I was just be like, "Mum, I've nowhere to put my gum," and then she just put out her hand and it slid into her hand. I remember one time because I wasn't really allowed to chew gum, so, and one time I, there was some gum that was like kind of dried into the footpath, and I remember along with my friend Sinead Power. Can I say her surname? I just did. Um, we were eating it off the floor. We were both eating the gum. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh my god, that's, that's disgusting. Isn't it? That's actually turning my stomach. I don't want to eat the gum anymore. Hey mammies, I'm Kevin. And I'm PJ. And welcome back to I'm Grandmam. Woo! You remember the woo? I love it. Lads, we're wrecked. We are just we? did a workout. Oh yeah, we're not wrecked. I'm kind of buzzing after it. Oh, are you? Okay, I'll just feed off that energy. So, <laughs> are you down in the dumps? No, I wouldn't say I'm depressed. I'm just kind of tired. Like, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I'm buzzing off the endorphins now after the workout. It's just my knees, girlies. Yeah. Like, they're only going to keep getting worse. Kind of is just downhill, really, from here with regard to the knees, isn't it? I should get onto your man. Maybe. Nascar. But Wasker, about what though? Because I don't want my knees to be like our knees. Pure bionic. <laughs> it's just the one knee, by the way, and also she had to get knee replacement. She's, you know what I mean? But she maybe can't she tell was... you what to do to make it good. But maybe she had to get it because she was like squatting wrong or something. <laughs> I don't think she... I don't. Rickets. <laughs> I'm joking Phil You know I love you <laughs> How's everyone doing anyway girlies? How are we girls? It's been a bit of a week Has it? The weather's been up and down here It's been very up and down weather But then so is my mood Like pure pathetic fallacy Are you up and down? Just some days I'm like Oh unreal Then some days I'm like Can we just not be in lockdown anymore? Yeah kind of at the start I remember We'd kind of avoid each other On the bad days Yeah But one thing Now this is chaotic I'm not sure if this is a recommendation 
But one thing that I've started doing is even on the bad days, when I know you're in a bad mood as well, I pretend I'm good. Oh, yeah. That you're good. We've kind of started doing that small bit, it's haven't acting. we? It's just acting. Life is acting anyway, really, isn't it? But it's stunning. It's theatre. <laughs> the theatres might not be opening up for another bit, but girlies, doesn't stop you from doing a bit of role play in the gaff. But it's like, I said it before, but like, you ever, when you smile at yourself in the mirror. What? Smile at yourself in the mirror for like a minute, and then you'll be laughing at how crazy you look, and then you're in a good mood. Is, does that work? Yeah, or apparently, my friend told me, if you get a pencil, yeah. and you're cleaning up, oh wait. And you put it between your... If you get a pen, I tried to do it. If you get a pencil and you put it between your face, it, it, it like engages your smile muscles. Yeah. Jess from work was telling me. And it makes you like... Your endorphins, you're pretty happy then. So basically, the pencil cures depression. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, girls. It obviously doesn't. Oh, God. Go see a therapist if you're feeling down. Speaking of like... I was saying there about the theatre's not opening back up yet. Other gas have... Oh yeah, the shops are starting to open around us. Yeah, I was going for my walk earlier and then I noticed the back entrance to the Westfield was open so I was like, I'll have a wander. Strolled into weekday, kind of just had a look and then I was like, oh, I might buy a few bits but then also I realised I'm still kind of just staying in the gaff and kind of not really seeing anyone and I'd want to be buying clothes for events that aren't going to be happening. Yeah, you know God I mean? forbid you want to look good for yourself, like. Well, like, I still want to look good for myself but just not in... New clothes. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also, I'm going through this thing in my head where I'm like, do I want to cut down on my fast fashion bits? I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I do think that could go out the window again once I have a gay event to be getting ready for. You know what I mean? I'd love if we, like, could do, like, a workshop where we learn how to sew and we can make our own looks. Imagine me ripping down the curtains and making a gown out of it. No curtains, you only have blinds. I know, but, like, they didn't know that. Yeah, sorry. Actually... Oh, yeah, the curtains. <laughs> they would be stunning. I actually had to learn to do, like, basic stitching when I was on the cruise. Because we had to look after our own costumes. Can we just get through one podcast episode without you talking about the cruise? Shut up. That's so annoying. <laughs> How long were you on it? Seems like you were on it for, like, five years. I went travelling Asia. Of course, I'm going to have lots of stories. I was there for six months. <laughs> and you found yourself. <laughs> I found myself. I bought some travelling pants. When you were in Westfield, was there, like, the pure queue for pennies? Or Primark, as it is over here. There wasn't actually a queue for it today as I passed it. Now, I passed it, like, at about five o'clock, so there was kind of no one going in there. There was a queue for Tommy H. Tommy Hilfiger? Yeah, which I thought was a bit random. What was you getting there? I don't know, but there was a pure sexy fella queuing for it, so I was like, oh, he's nearly queue. straight if he's going into Tommy Hilfiger. Tommy Hilfiger's a bit straight, isn't it? Yeah, I remember all the Irish mams used to go to New York and bring back all the Tommy, Tommy Hilfiger. Hilfiger. I remember when my mam came to London with me first... Um, we went to see a show we were walking up like Regent Street and she was like I must go into Tommy Hilfiger for the lads and I was like what? <laughs> just to get him like t-shirts with Tommy Hilfiger written on it it's pure random isn't it? so random how do we feel about the massive queues that have been happening for pennies when it was opening back up? like I don't give a shit to be honest like if you want to go into pennies and queue up and spend your day doing that off with you girl off with you I just can't fathom what are you queuing for? what are you getting? No, I'm not a girl, so there might be some girly bits I need to get, but all I can think of is tanning wipes. Tanning wipes, and I was going to say ankle socks for halls. Ankle socks for halls. But no sure one's, going on Yeah, halls. that's what I was going to say. There's not even holidays to be happening, really, is there? I know no holidays abroad are happening as such, or there's not really mm-hmm. talks of it, but we were kind of toying with the idea of booking a staycation. 
and I kind of love the idea of it. I want to do pure lake house, cut off from civilization, mountain climbing bits, swimming in the lake bits, and like falling asleep on the stairs. That sounds very romantic to be doing with you, <laughs> but I like the idea of the walking and stuff. I just think of the midget bites. Oh, I didn't even think of the midget bites. Pretty itchy. Yeah, I, what's the point in midgies? Like, I know if we were to get rid of them all, it'd probably interrupt the whole ecosystem. The flora and fauna be fucked. The flora. <laughs> They'd have to add another F. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, like, they're so annoying. I can't believe you want to go into the middle of nowhere. I want a party. Do you? Yeah. I thought we wanted pure getaway. Were we not on the same page with that? Well, I'd, I'd do a getaway too. And to be honest, I'd do anything at I'd this stage. I'd do anything, yeah, just to... I'd nearly go on a roller coaster at this stage. Really? No, I still wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> also, girlies, you're looking absolutely stunning in the march. I'm obsessed with all the pickies we've been receiving of the girlies wearing the tees. Now, we're still waiting for one of you to upcycle it. What do you mean? Like pure Project Runway. Oh, I love Pure that. safety pins on the sleeve. Crap it. I love safety pins on the sleeve, but I hate... You know when people slid up the back and do the ribbons? Do you not like that? I don't like that. I think that's very that's very Notting Hill. Is it? It is. I think it's very Avril Lavigne. Yeah, but Avril Lavigne's very 2009, babe. But she's always going to be timeless beauty, especially like... <laughs> we still don't know what happened to her. I can't get into the conspiracy again. We need... I think we need to do a conspiracy app. We must do a conspiracy app or do that. We do? I'll freak myself out, though. Because I was thinking the other day with the weather, right? This might be an awful conspiracy, right? But I'm thinking, is the weather a conspiracy? What do you mean? Shut up. Because when you think about it, right? This is actually, and sorry now, because I actually love a few of the weather presenter girlies. And at one point, I think I've written this down in a copy book back home in Ireland when I was young. I actually wanted to be a weatherman, right? (laughs) You'd be such a good one. I think I'd be a great weatherman. You'd be unreal. You heard it here first, and I could do Ask Whale bits as well. You know you can't. Yeah, I can. Obviously. Well, I suppose that's all people Irish people know. <laughs> it's the weather. Yeah, that's what you learn in sure. school. Yeah. yeah, exactly. A carbosh tree there, sorted. Fluck a cracking. Tom Soaked Green, the, the horse is there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that was. The sun's high in the sky. But what did you say? I know what you meant. Tom Green, the horse is there. Gahar. Gahar. Gahart. It's Har, babe. No, Gahart's is there. No. <laughs> No, you're wrong. But I was thinking, all they do is, right, in the winter, they say it's going to be pure monkey, right? Pure wet. Because the thermometer in the sky tells them. But they don't, I, you don't need a thermometer to tell you. Like, if I, like, if it was in the winter, right, and I was the weather forecaster, I'd say, oh, it's going to be wet tomorrow, an average <laughs> temperature of this, right? And in the summer, I'd be like, oh, tomorrow it's going to be pure sunny, right? And then you do, like, two or three days of being pure sunny, and then you're due a rain. <laughs> So then you say, oh, it's rainy tomorrow. Because as well, a lot of the t- time they're wrong as well. <laughs> That's the thing. No one ever goes, oh my God, that weatherman was wrong. Fire him. It's the only job where you can just be wrong the whole the time. Whole time. Wait, you're so right. It is so true. Do you ever think the weather forecasters come on after giving a really bad forecast of the weather? And do you ever think they come on, they're pure mortified from the night before being like, Oh fuck, I said it was going to be glorious and everyone had their washing out and it was manky. <laughs> they don't bat an eye. They don't. They appear to stick their finger out the window and go, <laughs> feels like rain. Sure anyone could do that. 
Exactly, so that's my... I think we could do a whole weather app. We could, we're Irish, we could easily do a weather I, d- I thought you were being a bit mad with your conspiracy on the weather, but now I do think they're just like horoscope people. They, it's the exact same thing. I think they actually... Most people who read horoscopes actually double over as weather forecasters. <laughs> they moonlight as horoscope people. That's it. And I love, though, how all the Irish weather forecasters... All of them actually haven't seen the weather forecast in Ireland in a while. I was going to say they all seem like a bit of a laugh. Yeah, I feel like they'd be pure first up at karaoke at the staff party. That kind of a thing. Raining men. <laughs> yeah. I remember one time we were at the Young Scientist in Dublin, right? Did I mention the Young Scientist before? You don't stop mentioning the Young Scientist. But have I told the well, you've listeners? told me too many times. Okay, anyway. But the first year I went just as a viewer. Oh. Just with my man because I was pure like interested in science. So she drove me out to Dublin. Nerd. <laughs> but there was, because um, you know, they've a load of sciencey bits, and like RT had a station there, and you could tell the weather, and like they have your one. Is it who does the weather? No. Nula. Nula something. <gasps> That's my man's name. Pure, stunning one. <laughs> I can't wait to be excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> Why <are> you? <laughs> Pure, stunning, but I remember doing the weather, and I remember I didn't, and she was like, oh my god. That was really good. But you could almost tell, like... Because obviously she was saying that to every child that yeah. was going up there. But she was literally... I feel like she was taken aback. She goes, oh my God, you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she thought was thinking. She, she was taken aback. She goes, oh my God, this, this child's going to go through some, like, hardship. She, she goes, no. oh my God. No. You're good at the weather. That's like that's how you know... When you know that your son's gay is when someone turns to your mom and goes... I think he's going to be good at telling the weather. <sighs> Did you have to scroll with the thing and like look at the reading? Yeah, so like you do the teleprompter bits yourself, but what? I was like, yeah, I was pure like, so if you take a look over to the west of Ireland, there's going to be a light scattering of showers in the afternoon and a low of about 14 degrees Celsius. All the girlies outside who were queuing to go next all walked away because they were like, nah, can't top this shit. What if I'm on the rescue remedy? <laughs> And then at the end when I was finished and I was like, and I've been Kevin and that's been the weather forecast for today. Back to you in the studio, guys. I just dropped the teleprompter on the floor and walked out. It was iconic. You did a double pirouette into a dip. (laughs) Okay, so let's move on to the theme. Let's. The theme for this week is... Dance. (laughs) Alexa, play Papa Don't Preach by Madonna. Here's Papa Don't Preach. Papa! Papa. Oh my god! When did she go to France? (laughs) Have we been Uh, saying it wrong the whole time? String quartet. I love. Royal Albert Hall. (laughs) The violin opener. It's stunning. This is actually stunning. It's a stunning intro. Should we turn up? Yeah, obviously. Kick in. This is, I think, one of my fave Madonna tracks. I think it's one of her most iconic tracks because of the message. Yeah. Your Bon Curls energy. Yeah, what album is this? I don't know, I don't know any of them. Sorry, Phil. <laughs> Sorry, Barry. <laughs> I know you're going to be upset. Pure leather jacket. Yeah. What was her hair like in this video? I think blonde perm, but I'm just throwing it out there. Probably. <laughs> no, it was pink. You oh, always taught me right from wrong. I need your help, Daddy, please be strong. Sorry, but I love this. You went over the top with the Daddy. And all the girls had this in their rep folder for college. And it was oh, one of their really? songs, and I wanted mine. What was the name? Because I'm a fella. I know I probably could. Yeah. I oh. could do without. I've got 40 fags there. Oh. 
Please, Papa, don't preach. I'm in trouble deep. Papa, don't preach. You're just a bit under. Oh. <laughs> but I made up my mind. I'm keeping my baby. Ooh, gonna keep my baby. Mm. What do you call it? Oh. Alexa, couldn't think of her name. Stop. <laughs> I'm pure gone bad with names these days. Marcy, babe. I love that she's back from Erasmus with the accent. Papa, don't breathe. Papa, don't breathe. I call my dad Papa sometimes. No, you don't. <laughs> I definitely don't. Only when you have the beret on for pride. <laughs> I do love that era of Madonna. Yeah. Is it my favourite Madonna era? I think it was True Blue. So I think... See, the thing is, that was so iconic at the time because, like, she's speaking about... Having a child out of wetlock. Oh, really? And wanting to keep the baby. That's what it's about. And it's like, like I'm going to keep my baby. Oh, yeah, you know obviously. I mean? Skin. Yeah, so if this is from True Blue, I'm trying to think of the other tracks. I think that is La Bonita, which I j'adore. J'adore is La Bonita. Yeah. Well, you know I what that is? drunk there. Yeah, you sounded locked. <laughs> you know what is La Bonita? No. One night I dreamt of... <laughs> Shut up. That one? That one. You're actually, all the Madonna fans are going to be allergic to you. Kevin's uncle, Barry and Philip, shout out to the girlies that listen every week, are obsessed with Madonna. Yeah. So we were up to 90 playing her because Kevin was like, I'm going to have to find out all the albums. I'm going to have to know all my stats. <laughs> they do love her. Also as well, because I know there's some gay guys who like, aren't big fans, right, of Match. But I feel like... She did do a lot for the gay community, really. Yeah, well, the Blonde Ambition tour was amazing. Yeah. But then you see her these days and she's singing about fried fish in her kitchen on Instagram and that was the weirdest thing ever. (laughs) (laughs) Girlies, we have to do dads as a team because we're always going out about the mams. Always showing love for the mammies and, like, our podcast is fucking based off it, really. But as it's Father's Day, we say we give it up to all the daddies out there. I know, it takes two to tango, like. Do you know what I mean? Sure, we wouldn't be here without the daddies. I know, I hate daddies. I hate daddies, sorry. You need to, it's just so sexualised, that word now. I know, but it shouldn't be. Well, like, if you ever see a girl, even when we were teenagers, be like, Daddy, can I have this? And I'm like, do you want to suck his dick or what, babe? Because... (laughs) But, like, it just doesn't sound right when someone calls their dad, daddy. I remember my my dad used to get pure bad when we called him Jerry. Well, like, that's disrespectful. No, that's his name. I know, but you're his son. You can't call him Jerry. You have to call him dad. I know, but it uh, it was kind of lovely because he'd be like, call me dad. You know what I mean? Kind (laughs) of lovely. You know what I mean? Pure raging. Pure raging. But how funny. We only discovered this recently. So my dad... Though his name is like Jerry, and that's what we call him. I don't know why I'm... We established that. We've established. But his full name is Patrick Jeremiah, which is what PJ stands for. I told you this the other day. I thought you were messing. No, it's Patrick Jeremiah. But do you think you just said that now that like I'm getting big with the podcast, and he just wants to be like, <laughs> be like in there with me? Imagine if I call my dad PJ as well. That'd be pure weird. I love that. But my dad's name is Patrick as well. Patrick Jeremiah? No, just Patrick. Oh. My granddad on my mum's side was Jeremiah. That's why I got the PJ. Oh, I love that. I wonder, was your dad mocked about bananas and pyjamas growing up? People used to think they were pure clever in my primary school being like, Oh, PJ, bananas and pyjamas running down the stairs. But pen- 
I used to love bananas in pyjamas though. Do you remember the rat? I'm a rat. And he was pure proper rat. No, I used to obviously fucking hate it because it was the like source of my torment in primary school. Was it just, was that show just about the bananas and the rat? In their pyjamas. See, the thing is, shows nowadays are pure intellectual and pure clever like Dora's going around teaching the world Spanish yeah and then we just had things about bananas wearing clothes like pure stupid pure lazy bananas <laughs> yeah so it is Father's Day so I think it's about time we like gave him the spotlight for a bit you know what I mean yeah even when we were kind of planning the episode for the week we were kind of like oh is there anything happening but I had just ordered my dad a card on Moonpig oh yeah dot com dot com and I was like Oh, maybe we could do an episode on Father's Day because we the last time we did the episode about the pure Irish mammy behaviour was from Mammy's Day, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. But it's just mad because I don't know why. It's weird. I think it's just because like as gay men, you're like more naturally closer to your mum or something. I'm not saying you're not close to your dad. Yeah. But it's just like. I feel like it's like a safer connection because of like, I don't know, maybe the female energy. I remember like my mum and dad used to always go out on a Saturday night. Yeah. And my mum. Even though my other brothers were there and my sister was there as well, would always ask me about her outfit. Me too. But like, even though I might have been nine or ten, I remember from very young. Yeah, my mum would always want the fashion advice for me as well, and my sister as well. She used to always be like, "PJ will give an honest opinion." That's what she used to say. In the corner, being like, "No, babe, not those <laughs> shoes." Because I used to give constructive criticism. I used to as well, yeah. I used to actually. I even remember, like, I loved that on a Saturday night. So my nan would come over and mind us. <laughs> And I, my mum would be upstairs getting ready and I'd go up and tell her. You were a scoring paddle. <laughs> That's a seven. But I actually, I think I knew that was kind of gay. Oh, me you know too. What I, mean? I knew it was gay, but I still I loved still it. still did it. Yeah, so maybe it's that that, like, we connect with our mums more in that sense, is it? Yeah, maybe. And I did find, like, my dad's, like, masculine energy, like, quite intimidating growing up. Really? I, I, I knew that I wasn't like that. Like, I was naturally <laughs> more, like... Feminine. What even is femininity? But like, I did feel more like, I didn't feel like the boys, you know? So yeah. like, I used to be kind of afraid, not afraid of my dad, but like, I was like intimidated by him. So I used to kind of like shy away from him a bit. Okay. Um, but like, obviously I knew he loved me and I loved him, but it was just like a different relationship because I was like, I felt like I was safe with my mum. Yeah. Like, she wasn't judging me because I was gay. Completely. I definitely was probably that bit gayer around my mum yeah not that I held myself back from my dad as much mm. but that maybe I was probably just more comfortable and didn't check myself as much for the gay things around my mum you know yeah, what I mean yeah I was more cautious around my dad basically yeah exactly and I remember even like when it came to like the dancing and stuff and like even the acting and stuff I probably talked to my mum more about it you know what I yeah. mean yeah Whereas I did play football then as well, which obviously I suppose I bonded with my dad in that sense because he was like the coach of our team when I was playing with Chamor and stuff. So like there was that that I could connect with him on. Was it weird that your dad was your coach? Um, not really. I mean, he wasn't my coach like all throughout the time I was playing football. Maybe like two or three years. Okay. But I think I took advantage of the fact that he was my dad. Do you know what I mean? We particularly. Pure cheeky, and I remember I was like a very bad loser because I remember when we I could to... <laughs> see that from a mile off. Go on, continue. That's actually kind of rude, actually. Wait, I was. Anyone listening, girls, we know that Kevin's a sore loser, don't we? What are you saying that for, though? Just when you were younger. <laughs> but anyway, I remember even like on training sessions on a Sunday morning, and we used to do it out in Turner's Cross. I remember 
Not if I was losing, but if my dad was like, say now if something happened and my dad like awarded a goal to the other uh, the other team yeah. and like pure shouldn't have been a goal or awarded a penalty, I'd be like, nah, fuck this. And I'd just storm off and I'd go into the car. How bad is that? And I remember one time, like our team was shit basically in the early years. Yeah. Because we were very like... Haphazard. Went for rejects kind of energy. I love went for Very rejects. Bad. We even had like it was now, and she was actually probably one of the better ones. We even had a girl on our team at one point. It's because we weren't in the proper leagues yet, oh, right? Well. So it's kind of still like a skit. I remember we were playing Budavent in Cork, and it was the first team. Like we used to lose miserably. Like we used to be like we used to get hammered, destroyed oh, really? every match. It was kind of funny for it a bit. It is character though. It does definitely. You know what I mean? And I remember then the first time we were winning. And the first time we won was that bit sweeter because, like, you know what I mean? We were weak. Yeah. But I remember the first time we actually ended up, like, we were, like, beating this team. Like, Budavent, like, would say it was 5 nil. So then they were like, oh, we'll give everyone a run. So my dad was, like, putting on everyone and being, yeah. like, trying to give all the subs a goal. Who were, like, there was Jeez. a... Sorry, there was a reason they were subs. Sorry, yeah. girlies. <laughs> and then we started losing. And I was on the sideline. And I was like... I was like to my dad. I was like, you fucked it. I was like, you know, I didn't because I was young, so I probably didn't say that. But I was like, you've ruined it. I was like, we're about to win our first match, and you've ruined it because you put on these stupid people. <laughs> I was up and heat. Now we still ended up winning five four. Okay. And I got to mention the paper, so it's still weak. But imagine, right? You're winning your first match, right? And, your and it's five nil, and then you're dumping on everyone, and then to watch you concede four goals, then I was like, nah. And I'd come off then, like to give someone else a yeah. goal. I was like, nah, I couldn't cope with it. I'm skinning at you shitting on the subs when I used to be one of those subs. So I, <laughs> so I used to play rugby, like, and I hated rugby, but I did love that it was something me and my dad could bond over because he used to drive me there. Yeah, and you and loved the scrums. No. Did you not love the scrums? <sighs> rugby was so gay, but, like, in a weird way. Yeah. Like, they're pure gay, but they wouldn't do gay. I don't know, it was weird. I know what you mean, though. They say the, the buses going to the rugby matches are very They'd gay. They're all slapping their dicks off each other. <laughs> But anyway, I we used to go training and like I used to go training with my nephew Dean, who's like twenty six days younger than me or whatever. Um, okay. But like, In case you were wondering. No, but some people think when I say nephew, they think I'm going training with a three year old. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, of course. Actually, that's so true. Yeah, that's so true. Actually. So he's the same age as me. Yeah. Um, and um, we used to go training, and he used to be unreal. So was he, he? He was like the star player. At yeah, the team, he looks right? like he's good at rugby. And I was shocking, obviously. Like I couldn't run for shit, and I wasn't even strong. Like. Weren't you? I was so bad at everything, right? Um, but my dad was so lovely. He'd be like, no, you did a good like training session there now and all the stuff. Like on the way back from training, he'd be, yeah. he was really proud of me because I was playing rugby. And like we used to go to a match and like the only time I'd ever get a game if, is if we were hammering them. They'd oh, just give yeah. me a run. Yeah. And then he'd be like, oh, I saw the way you tackled that ball now, well done. And I was shocking like. Really? I was so bad. And I used to go home then and every time after a match, even if I played or didn't play, my mum would have a big fry up for me and my dad when I got in. And he'd be like, he did well now today. And like we'd be like eating the fry up. And I knew, we both knew I was shit. We just wanted to have a chat in the car. Oh, well that's, well that's actually adorable still though. But there were lads on the team like you who'd be like, why are you giving him a game? <laughs> no, I wasn't. You know what? I was actually lovely to the less football inclined. <laughs> whatever the name is. But it was just... On that occasion, yeah, I was yeah. reeking, do you know what I mean? I just wanted the win. You but know it must what I mean? have been nice, like, bonding for you and your dad. It was, definitely, like, I suppose. And, like, like even driving me to the matches and stuff. And, yeah, just some... Because my oldest brother, Shane, is kind of mad into football as well. So then... Now, the thing is, it's so funny because I used to enjoy playing football or whatever. But I never 
used to really like watching it. I thought, I just think 90 minutes of watching, like, essentially, you know, when you play the foosball yeah. or whatever, <laughs> it's essentially that when you're looking at the TV because it's all tiny people. Do you know what I mean? When you're looking from a high above, from an aerial view, it's tiny. I completely get what you're saying because I used to have to, because I was like bonding with my dad over playing rugby, he used to think I want to watch the matches yeah. with him and he was like delighted. But I used to find them so boring. I used to be falling asleep when we were watching them. So like, <laughs> I used to be watching the match, right? And I, I, used, I remember this so vividly. I used to be looking at the clock in the corner because I knew when half time was yeah. and I knew when it was over and I used hate it so much that I used to have to sit there and just watch the clock go by but I knew he loved me being there Yeah. so I remember one day I was like nodding off you know trying yeah. like watching <laughs> the show he was like you alright? I was like yeah I'm just wrecked from training now I was born off my head I just wanted to watch Gossip Girl <laughs> but the thing that I hated the most about it was like when my brother and dad were watching it, when they'd get a bit, you know, they'd be shouting and roaring. Yeah. I could, like, <laughs> I, I'd be pure mortified. Like, I couldn't even, like, they'd be shouting, they'd be like, come on, come on, whatever. And I'd be like, come on, yeah. Or like, you know, <laughs> what did you do? Like, yeah, you know, or even, you know, if someone scores a goal, then they'd be pure getting up out of the seats and like roaring. Even my mum sometimes would come in from the kitchen and be like, did we score? Wow. And go like a bit mad. Yeah. And I'd be like, Yes! Yes, we scored! Woo! You know what I'm... <laughs> You're so... Because I used to be like, as well, like, why do people, like, we'd be in the pub, like, watching a match, and everyone yeah. would be like, yes! And I feel like if I then was like, come on! Everyone be looking be at like, you. What's this faggot doing? You know what I mean? It's... I wonder, is that like... Because we never once spoke about this. It's such a universal gay thing, I yeah, say. Yeah, this is definitely part of the gay experience. But then it's so funny, because I used to be also in my head, like, the reason why I was so mortified, I'd be like... You're so too into it, like you're too whatever. But then me and you are watching a lip sync on Drag Race, and we're like, <laughs> "Yes, bitch! Yes!" Yeah, so that's so true. We'd be freaking out. It's like our sport. It's so true, isn't it's it? It's so true. So we can't judge them for it. At we all. can't judge them for it, girlies. Football and rugby is their drag race. It is. It all makes sense now. <laughs> How was your dad then when it came to like, um, like? In the home, is he good for the cooking? He base? Did he help you with the homework? Was he doing any of those things? My mum used to most of the cooking, yeah. but my dad did the cooking every Christmas. Really? Yeah, he oh. used to do the cooking every Christmas, and like he do the he do a like a dirty fry up. So he was known for his dirty fry up. My dad too. Yeah, pure grease. Yeah, and, like, he'd like be. Getting everyone, like, everyone used to love us for up, so we could greasy, bubbling, squeak vibes and everything. Yeah, my my dad used to always... Really? Do, yeah, but we used to really randomly have the fry-ups on a Saturday night. That's kind of gorgeous. That I was our Brenner. tea time, yeah. You know I'm a fan of Brenner. What's Brenner? Breakfast for dinner. Is that what that is? Yeah, girlie. I've never heard that before. It's like brunch, but like Brenner. I don't know if I like Brenner. Really? I think we just went around in a circle. <laughs> I said I loved it. No, I hated it. Anyway, yeah. He, so he was good for that. And then other housey bits. He did help me with my homework. Did he? But I was terrified. Why? He's getting really frustrated with me. My dad used to get pure frustrated as well. Especially with my spellings. He'd be like, how do you not know the spellings? <laughs> so then I devised... Like, he used just... Because you know I can't really spell. You're, but you're kind of dyslexic. I know you haven't been tested, but we... <laughs> But you were like that. that no, because people think I sound so mean saying that. No, but I, I was told I was like I had a form of a learning disability in primary school. But they just didn't want to give you the free laptop. That was it. Yeah, pure holding up the laptop. But anyway, he, like we just get spelling homework, right? And yeah. like 
I used to be up to 90 because my dad used to be like, would you just smell it properly? And I couldn't, right? So then I started saying, oh, we didn't get any spelling homework. <laughs> and then I, every time the teacher used to come to me, I, like about three kids before, I used to go, can I go to the toilet? And then I used to stay in the toilet <laughs> until she skipped me and I used to get away with it. Like, so I used to never do time. my spelling homework. Yeah. And then um, one day my mum was collecting me and John Paul Toomey was coming out with me and his mum was talking to my mum and she was like, She's still getting loads of spellings lately. And then my mum was like, what? And I was like, mum, let's go. Let's go home. Oh my God, that's hilarious. I remember for some reason in school, I really struggled with grasping the concept of time. I hadn't learned, you know, because some people... <laughs> I don't know if I'm that hilarious. <laughs> but like some people, I think, must have been taught by their parents all, already. Yeah. You know what I mean? On how to tell the time and stuff. I didn't have a clue. Okay. Like, literally didn't have a clue. I'd know what class you start learning in it in You were dragged up, were you? First or second. But like I didn't really know need to know the time as a kid, sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you? You have no schedule, like. Do you know what I mean? You're kinda of pure well, at your I leisure. thought you would. I thought I would too, but I just couldn't do it. Especially I used to be grand for quarter past, half past, and then when it was beyond the half past, I'd know <laughs> what was going on. Do you know what I mean? Like at all. And I remember like because I didn't really need much help from my parents with the homework, even yeah. though they like they'd help me or whatever. Yeah. And I remember I tried to get my dad to help me with the clock, and I was like, I think that's why I succeeded in school because I was like, I can never again have to come home and have to have my dad explain something to me ever again because it was such an ordeal. And you know, but it's kind of I think is obviously they're not teachers either, yeah. and our dads can spell or our dads can tell the things, so they they probably like. It's quarter to obviously. Yeah, but I, was like, like. I was like, I don't know what it is. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it was so funny. And he'd be like, no, no, what's that word now? And I'd be like, I don't know. Me looking at my hand, having the words written on my hand. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. But I don't think it's just a gay thing that, like, people don't gravitate to their dads first. I just think it's, like, boys usually, like relate to their mums yeah whereas like girls usually relate to dads like Lindsay is like was like really close to my dad yeah like. daddy's girl like yeah and yeah. it's like mammy's boy you know yeah. there's a reason why those sayings exist you know what I mean yeah exactly like my I think my brothers would be the same like pure mammy's boys do you yeah. know what I mean and like mams do I feel like the sun shines out yeah an Irish mammy's son's ass doesn't it <laughs> yeah. it really does like we can kind of do no wrong whereas yeah. if my sister like <laughs> Even said I'm foot wrong, like, 
she'd be dragged for it. Yeah, completely. No, not the wooden spoon, but like she'd be, you know, I know what I mean? I know what you mean, though. It's, that, it's so weird. But like, is that changing as well? I don't think it is, is it? I don't know, but like, it's definitely an Irish thing, I feel. Because, like, do you ever notice as well? I don't know, maybe something I might have picked up on holidays. You know, that there'd be the Spanish fellas going around with their dads and they pure nearly. They'd be pure holding hands and hugging. Oh, yeah, and I thought that was lovely. I think that's lovely as well to an extent, but it's de- I don't, I couldn't see that happening in Ireland. Yeah, everyone would be like, why the fuck was Kevin holding his dad's hand in town the other day? Yeah. But like, they'd be all lovey-dovey in Spain. Yeah, and it's weird because I remember like there was a time, I don't know if it's the same with you, but like, I used to always kiss my mum and dad goodnight before bed. Yeah. And I stopped kissing my dad goodnight before bed, like, like sure, if I was still home, I'd probably still kiss my mum goodnight, do you know what I mean? Yeah, But I stopped yeah. kissing my dad goodnight. Uh, whatever age and it's kind of well obviously that has to kind of stop at some point but you don't need to like you don't have to kiss them you don't need to maul them like <laughs> I'm not saying that you don't need to French it <laughs> just give them a kiss in the cheek but do you know what I mean but like I kept giving my mum the good night kiss do you know what I mean yeah why, yeah why can't you just give your dad a kiss in the cheek it is kind of weird isn't it maybe we should have looked into that further scathing expose to follow on daddy kisses <laughs> also Kind of related, but also like a separate topic-ish yeah. is daddy issues within the gay community, right? Oh, yeah. Whereby like younger lads be mad for the older lads who could pass as their daddy. I'd be skitting because sometimes you see people in Soho and you're like, why is someone bringing their son to Soho? And you're like, oh, they're kissing. <laughs> they're together. You know what I mean? It's so true though, isn't it? Now, I kind of... I'm fond of an older fella, to be honest. Yeah. I don't mind a silver fox. I'm very... Actually, I'm very much into it. I think everyone's into the older daddies. But I think my mum and dad would have a conniption if I brought a fella back who is near the one age of the same. Now, now, obviously, my mum and dad are nearly like 60 or whatever. I wouldn't be going that. Unless they had money. Unless they had money. (laughs) (laughs) No, but... (laughs) But like you just see sometimes, even when I'm in the club, obviously I have a fella so I'm doing nothing, but yeah. when, I'm in the, when I'm in the club and there's like an older fella coming up looking at me, I'm like, girl, you could be my dad, calm down. Yeah, but like when they're hot, you'd be pure mad into it. Yeah. That's the thing. I think the oldest fella I'd ever like gotten with, I think he was like 32. He was the, you know, the chaotic diver. Oh, skin. Do we ever go on about him? No, but Kevin, you see... <laughs> Fair play to know he was trying, but Kevin used to be seeing this fella. And no, half seeing, like wasn't like relationship stage. Yeah, because well, your mum listens. I didn't want to say that you were having casual hookups with a thirty-five-year-old man, but quite okay, we're going there anyway. So Kevin was having casual hookups with this thirty-five-year-old <laughs> man. <laughs> but that's I was trying to make it out. Okay, go on anyway, because you have me on the So <laughs> he was a diver apparently, and on his Instagram were filled with. These. <laughs> Diving videos. We still go back to it whenever we're in a bad humour, don't we? But he made his account private. Oh, now. he made the account private, but basically. So he's not a diver. The diving was like a side hobby, side hustle situation. But, like, when the way he was going on about it, like, I thought he was, like, you know, another Tom Daly kind of situation. But literally, he has videos on his Instagram. I remember the first time we watched them. It was like it was like it was like a parody page, wasn't it? It's because he's doing the prep, so he's doing like the touches, toes, and he's like bounce, bounce, and then he just like flings himself <laughs> off the board. I don't know if you're going to get it if you can't see it, but it was the funniest thing ever. But they were all as well. They were all from a very small height, and they were all belly flops, weren't they? It just looks so painful. Now he did 
have a diver's body, didn't he? Yeah, no, he wasn't really. He was, but he he got a bit weird, didn't he? He was a bit weird. Yeah. He got very bad there, wasn't he? A bit weird. What was he weird? What was he doing again? Remember then, I, I got home for Christmas and I texted him and I came back and he was like, you didn't message me on Christmas. And I was like... Well, sorry. Happy <laughs> Christmas. He goes, I watched your buggy to sit in and then we push you around. <laughs> okay, guys, so we want to take this opportunity to wish a happy Father's Day to all the lovely dads out there. But especially these very sexy dads, okay? <laughs> yeah, okay. these hot ones that we really like. <laughs> yeah, so, special mention. So to these daddies, who's your first one? Okay, so I say my first one, Ricky Martin. <gasps> Ricky Martin, happy Father's Day. Four kids, so him and the fella, I think it's one. J-W-A-N, one, I think. I love it. They're, like, they're daddies. But they're stunning. They're almost, no, I was going to say annoyingly stunning, but actually I think they're lovely. They're living the vida loca. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone? Any daddy you want to wish a happy Father's Day to? I'm going to say David Beckham. David Beckham. He's. I feel like he's a good dad. We talked about him before. Yeah. If he he just can't speak when we're together. <laughs> but happy Father's Day, David. Happy Father's Day, David. Love your work, love Victoria. Idris Elba. I'd like to wish a happy Father's Day to. I know he had the COVID. I think oh, his wife really? did well. Yeah, they got the COVID, which I was very sad to hear. Wishing you a speedy recovery address. I, he could be recovered from it, because I remember towards the start that he spoke about it. Always knew you could do it, address. But anyway, happy Father's Day. Um, I want to wish happy Father's Day to Nick Jonas. I know he's not a dad, but <laughs> he's really hot. I love Nick Jonas. I love Nick Jonas. I was thinking then, fictional dads. That I'd like to wish a happy Father's Day to. Okay. Is Phil Dunphy from Modern Family. Oh, he is a nice dad. And also, he is kind of hot. Oh, yeah, he is. Do you think? Like, I'm jealous of Claire. Yeah, I'm jealous of Claire as well. Also, is he with her? She's so annoying. I like Claire too. Ah, uh, kind of. It's because you're kind of Claire-ish. <laughs> if you ever watch Modern Family, you're what kind you of... You're giving me Claire energy. Anyway, moving on. I've also said... Uh, Hercules dad Zeus And King Triton From Little Mermaid I'd like to wish A happy Father's Day To those two Yeah I love King Triton King Triton is pure But also I don't know How that would work Because he's obviously a fish Good swimmer now Yeah but I'm saying Yeah but like They grow legs When they get out of the water Oh do they Well Ariel did Oh but she had to settle Her voice for it Oh really Well I don't want yeah. him To talk to me anyway <laughs> I'm just looking for that do you know what I think about these daddies, right? Yeah. You could be a five, but once you're fathering a child, you're a twelve. Yeah. Like, sorry, girls, would you ever be in the park, right? And this fella yeah. is, like, picking up his son, and he's just, like, bossing it as a dad, and you know he's there for the wife or husband or partner, whatever, you know, 2020. <laughs> and, like... He's just looking stunning and you yeah. know he has had no sleep but like he still looks gorgeous. Oh. Also, I was thinking on fiction dance, right? You watched Desperate Housewives, didn't you? Yeah. Oh my but, god, I was just thinking Desperate Housewives. Well, yeah. Tom Stamos, whatever his name is. Tom Scavo. Tom Scavo. Now, I was going to say, why don't we rank the Desperate Housewives daddies, right? Okay. Okay, just to refresh your memory, there was... Carlos. Carlos Solis, who is mm-hmm. um, with Gabby. Yeah. Tom Scavo, who is with Lynette. Mm-hmm. Orson. He got very weird at the end, didn't he? He was really He weird. was with Brie. Yeah. And there was uh, Mike Delfino, who was with Susan. 
Well, obviously, my Delfino fuck up my life. Hit me across the fucking head and with a wrench. And you had a tragic passing. Got me, he rests. Oh, fuck it, he died as well. Yeah, spoilers, girlies. But who's watching Desperate Housewives? Like, all our younger people are like, what are they on about? I feel like you could... I'd love to rewatch it, though. Okay, spoilers on Mike Delfino's death. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was my Tuesday night. Desperate Housewives was my... Actually, everyone in our school was obsessed with Desperate Housewives. But you knew you were gay if you loved Desperate Housewives. No, all... The, I'd, honestly, right? Because that's what I used to think. I used to be pure mortified watching it. All the lands in my year, there'd be a buzz in the school on a Tuesday, knowing <laughs> that we were going home to test websites. I'm not even joking. Really? Honestly. So, Mike Delfino first. Yeah. Like, sorry. Then I'd go Carlos Elise. I think, Car- you know what? I think Carlos as well. And as well, I remember him being like one of the better dads. Yeah, but then he'd like choke you. Was he kind of abusive? Oh, I just mean in the bedroom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Who else do we have? There's Tom Scavo and Orson. Well, Orson used to get Brie to piss in him in the bedroom, I'd say. He was so weird. Orson was such a creep. He makes my skin crawl. I'm actually I'm actually getting flashbacks to how creepy he was. I can't remember the storylines because I feel... Didn't he pretend to be in a wheelchair for a while? He did! He did! You're dead right. I, I need mean, to rewatch the was, show. Didn't he have weird gloves? He made Bree's life a living hell anyway, I remember. <laughs> Did he have weird gloves? I remember something to do with a leather glove. A leatherette glove. Leatherette. <laughs> and then, but what about, who was the kind of uh, slutty one that I lived for? Tom Scava was a bit of a whore, wasn't no, he? No, not him. Oh. The, the girl. Who never had a fella. Edie. Edie. Oh, she's a gay icon. Yeah, but she died pretty early on, didn't she? No. Oh my god, she did. Because then there was the other ginger one who was a scream as well. And she was kind of riding... Wasn't she riding... I remember Mike then at the end? There was something happening with Mike and I remember Tom Scavo was very needy for a bit, was he? Edie got electrocuted in the store. Remember she got pure zapped there one day. Like, they did used to have the most ridiculous... Remember the time they went 10 years on and then Lynette had the twins and yeah. they were pure... Now... We need to give a special mention. Do what they have kids? Gay? One of them is gay, definitely. I remember their names were Preston and Porter. I we can't talk what... about twins again. We spent too much time on it <laughs> last week. Sorry, we can't. But how do we not give those ginger twins a mention? They were so... F- I remember being like... Because I wasn't fully down with the whole idea of them fast-forwarding 10 years after... What happened? Did the world end? And then they lived through... No, it was a tornado or some shit, and they went. They flashed forward ten I don't years. Know. But I remember being like, "Okay, this is a bit weird." And then they introduced those older twins, and, and I was we like, were like, "Okay, I'm down. Okay, well, I'm gonna watch it again." They were handsome. They were so fucking hot. They're probably dads now. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father. <laughs> but I was saying, so are we putting Orson last and then Obviously. Tom Scaffold third? Yeah. I just think that Tom Scaffold was a bit. He's a bit of a moan. A moan. Also. I know, I actually didn't want to bring this up because you always kill me anytime I mention him because you don't know who he is. But, well, stop shaking your head before I even said it. Don't mention the fella. If, shh, if there's anyone listening who remembers, actually, this guy could listen because nobody knows what he's up to, I feel. He's dead. He, stop saying that, that's so mean. But he's, he was old in the show. Who? The quiz zone presenter. Oh, you knew I was on about him. Lads, did Amy... Of my girlies, watch Quiz Zone, and do you remember the presenter? He's actually the reason I have daddy issues, I feel. <laughs> was because of him going around. First of all, he was doing roleplay before I even knew what it was. 
going around in the referee jersey in that case. Your footlocker employee. He had a pure, strong jaw and also the way he spoke. He wasn't. What part of Ireland was he from? But no one knows who you're on about, babe. We did him at the, we put him in the live show. At the end of the live show, we goes, do you think this fella's hot? And then everyone was like, crickets. <laughs> People, if, if, if he had an impact on me, if this gay lad's listening, they must know who he is. Girls, let us know if you know who the Quiz Zone presenter from the small Irish television show was. Quiz Zone? It was really good. If you remember it, get in touch. Okay, guys, so because it's Pride Month and Father's Day, like perfect storm, yeah. we said we wanted people to get in touch and tell us stories about their dads showing up for them as LGBT allies. Yeah, and just being iconic and being really lovely and looking out for the, the LGBTQ in their family. So you know us, girlies, we've done the old Q&A on Instagram and we received so many messages, I'm absolutely weak. Oh my God, so many messages, very overwhelming. And like, I actually... Had to stop myself from reading them earlier as they were being sent to us because I was getting very emotional. I don't really? know why. And there's no need for it. Right, so we're going to read out a few girlies to kind of get you in the mood yeah. of pride. Yeah, exactly. And Father's Day. And Father's Day. Yeah, Father's Two Day. Two birds, girlies, one stone. <laughs> okay, so um, someone wrote in and said, My parents often tell myself and my siblings to marry rich. They just <laughs> want a glam nursing home and access to a villa abroad. One time, my mum was going talking to my brother and saying, when you get married and have a wife, and my dad butted in and said, or a husband, <gasps> doesn't matter who they are, as long as they're rich. I love I that. I kind of love that. Still chaotic, but I love it. Chaotic, but also really lovely. That's so lovely. But I always say that as well. If anyone ever says to my nieces or nephews, like, is there any boy you fancy and I'm like our girl yeah our girl that's the way to do it you know or, what I mean yeah and vice versa this one's so cute he goes da always offers he's obviously like from the north or something is he da always offers to come to a gay bar when he and I head to town for points and a catch up that's so cute that's so lovely isn't it and he wouldn't give a shit then to be in there that's so nice that's ah that's story I'd love to have had a point with my dad in a gay yeah. bar yeah no I think my dad would be a bit chaotic in a gay bar but um, this girl goes, um, this is a bit of a rant, but I'd come out to my friends and my family when I was 21, except my dad. My dad suffers from depression and I don't know why, but I convinced myself that if I came out to him, he would go into a bad place. So for three years, I kept it a secret from him and it started to really affect me and my relationship. My girlfriend couldn't be at any family events, my graduation, etc. because he didn't know she even existed. So eventually it got too much and I decided to tell him. So I spent weeks writing a letter telling him I was gay, but I was also telling him how much I loved him, how much I hoped this wouldn't affect our relationship, and that I was still the same daughter. I was shaking when I handed it to him and crying. So I sat at the table when he began to read, and he read the first line, crumpled up the letter and said, I don't care whether you are gay, straight, or anything in between. There's so many things I care about in your life. I care that you are happy, and I care that you are kind to other people. This is insignificant to me. I actually still get teary when I think about it. And then she also said, sorry, I'm getting a bit weird. She also said at the end, can we also appreciate that I spent weeks writing a letter for him to crumple it into a ball and not even read it. <laughs> That's so, That's so lovely. fucking beautiful. Also, her dad's so dramatic. I love it. I love the drama. Your dad's a bit of a gay icon. I love the dad going, crumpling it up and throwing it away. I would be reeking if I spent ages <laughs> yeah. seeing the letter. Imagine my handwriting going into my coming out letter. But I would have been more upset if he, was, if he read it and then goes, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah, of course. Exactly. So it the, yeah, every cloud. <laughs> oh my God. Our friend Lauren goes, 
when he helped glue rhinestones onto my brother's skirt. Oh, that's our friend Ryan. Yeah, we love it. Our friend Ryan does drag Lamborghini, look her up. Lamborghini, we love to see it. And oh, his dad helped him with the rhinestones. Like crafty queen we stand. <laughs> I love oh, it. Oh, that's so cute. Okay, so this fella wrote in and said, um, do you want to go for a pint to celebrate was the first thing my dad said when I came out. Oh, And That's... he goes gin and tonic <laughs> He goes I won't touch off a pint But I'll have a gin and tea bitch Slimline That's so cute <laughs> That's really fucking cute Yeah uh, This guy wrote in and said My dad clapped When I did a death drop On my cousin's wedding Yeah Which we said That's a true ally we That's said. a true ally I mean I like it. You can wear all the rainbow colours you want But if you don't clap at a death drop or a dip, as it's supposed to be. As, or a dip, as we prefer to call it. Oh my god, this is so cute. So this girl wrote in and said, um, came out to my dad on the phone in second year of uni, and he said in a thick talker accent, I'm not going to attempt the accent. <laughs> sure, Jesus girl, you could be anything in the world, and it wouldn't change how much I love you, like. Oh, Isn't that lovely? That's really, really lovely. She was weak then, I say she went out and, like, scored everyone. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You'd be buzzing. Yeah, you'd be buzzing. <laughs> Okay, so this happened when the marriage referendum was going on. We had a family holiday booked in Portugal and we go away the same week every year. I had a big fight with my dad about wanting to stay home to vote. In the end, I was young and didn't want the family drama, so I went on the holiday and had huge guilt. So that made me a bit despondent for the first few days of the holiday. Cut to the morning of the vote, I go into the kitchen in the apartment and open the cupboard. Inside was a homemade set of ballot boxes and voting cards for the referendum. My dad had organised it for us all to vote ourselves. I remember feeling so overwhelmed that he'd gone to the trouble to show that my family supported me and my future and that they still loved me. Still gets me all welled up to this day. He's the best. Go on, Jimmy. You're getting very sad. Oh, no, no, yeah, I'm that's, sorry. That's so he lovely. sent a picture as well. It is really... Oh my God, that's so lovely. That's, yeah, that's... You're so weird. No, it's really no, because I remember I was falling earlier when I read it. <laughs> Oh my god, that's beautiful. That's so beautiful. I'm sorry. Oh my god, that's so lovely. This is a bit funnier about the... <laughs> this is a bit funnier about the referendum. So during the marriage referendum, my dad went to a cheeky Sunday mass and the priest started going on about voting no. So my dad just got up in the middle of the mass and left. So dramatic, but so iconic. I love that. <laughs> I love it. I love that. Oh Jesus, I'm still praying over that. Fucking hell, that was so sad. Or like good sad, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so this says, our fab dad chaired a conference a few years ago representing the Department of Education and their action for making Irish schools more accepting of trans children. Yes! Implementing new ways to make them feel as comfortable as every other child. It was a proud moment for him as an LGBTQ plus ally and a massive deal in Ireland at the time. He's so accepting of everyone no matter what and definitely the most stunning dad out there. Sorry, but that's fucking amazing. You love it. And I know there's obviously like, there's, there's bad stories we got a few stories today where people were like their parents just like still don't accept don't them accept stuff, them yeah. and that happens and obviously like we're not saying it's all rainbows and sunshine and there's still a lot of work to be done but like hearing these stories is just beautiful as yeah well, it is it? it should be uplifting and as well I think we have spoken about this before but like for, for people who don't have a great relationship with their dad or the man because of the fact that they're gay like the circle of friends you surround yourself with mm-hmm I know they might never fill the role of like a father in your life or whatever, but you know what I mean? They're essentially a family that you've created for yourself. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like people who do accept you, even your other family, you might have cousins or you might have yeah. other friends that you can lean on 
but try and surround yourself with people who do accept you because there's nothing wrong with you and you're a beautiful person. So like if they're yeah. not accepting you, that's on them and that's nothing got to do with you. Oh my God, this is hilarious. My dad used to beg me to be a lesbian because it would be really cool and I'm not a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> I love that's that. so funny. Imagine he, he was pure like, oh, be unreal if she was a lesbian because I'd have like a cool lesbian daughter. I love and that. And like, I'm sorry, dad, I'm straight. She had to come out as straight. <laughs> he's like, get out. <laughs> get out of the house. Get out of the house. This one's so cute as well. She goes, when my dad makes little efforts to ask about my girlfriend, even though he's still coming to terms with my sexuality. That's really lovely. That's lovely, because at least he's trying, yeah, you know. exactly. And I know some people struggle, because, like, you come out to your par- parents and your family, and they... This never happened to me. My mom always called Tosi my boyfriend. But loads of people struggle where they still go, like, how's your friend? And you're yeah. like, oh, no, it's my boyfriend, my boyfriend. or my partner. Yeah. I was skitting because when I came out first and like obviously then got with Jose, my man be like, yeah, that's PJ's partner, Jose. And I'm like, partner, girl, you're very formal. Very posh. That's my fella. And she'd be up to 90. She'd be like, I'm just trying to be like PC. Like, I'm just trying to be like, oh, make you feel welcome. I love that. I was like, it's my fella, girl. That's his fella. <laughs> no partners here. It's as far from partner you were reared. I don't know. Like, obviously partner is the right term to use. But I just think it sounds very formal. Very, it's like colleague. I'd only use it if I was asking someone, say now, if you were, I don't know. At work. <laughs> I just think like, if you were asking someone and you didn't know, like if they were gay or straight or oh, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, So instead yeah, of going, yeah. oh, do you have a fella or a, a girlfriend, you could just say like, oh, do you have a partner? That is actually like where that becomes relevant. Probably actually. that, the yeah. only case. And then once you know, then you could be like, how's your fella? Yeah, but also like, if you look at me, you're asking me, do I have a fella? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, when I'm duck walking around, like, voguing in the office, like, <laughs> you can tell that I'm gay. I'd be offended if someone said, oh, do you have a girlfriend? I'd be like, are you for fucking real? I'd be like, yeah, her name's Kevin. And we do a <laughs> podcast together. Hey, girlfriends. Um, this one says, when the marriage referendum happened, myself and my dad went to vote together. And when we got back to the car, my dad shed a tear as he was so moved and grew up with a gay brother. And growing up in Ireland at their time was illegal. Um, happy Pride Lads. That's so lovely. I think we forget that it was only 1993 when homosexuality was decriminalised and that. Like, Jesus Christ, I was born in 1993. To Is think... it a coincidence that it was made <laughs> legal the year me and you were both born? I think they just said, listen, we're going to have to fucking do something about it here. When I strutted out of the womb, they were like... Well, that's not illegal. <laughs> well, that looks stunning, so well, we can't make that illegal. Stunning. No, but seriously, though, there is countries where it's still illegal to be gay, and, like, it's so recent that it just became legal in Ireland. 1993, like, that's, what, 27 years ago? It should be illegal how gay we are, though. <laughs> We're too gay. We're too gay. We're borderline gay. too gay, but I love it. Is that chaotic? Oh, Jose submitted. I know, I saw that. My partner, Jose. <laughs> um, basically, so, basically. Basically. So, he said... The day before PJ, that's me, came over, I woke up to my dad decorating the back garden with a lot of rainbow things he bought that day. Oh, That's really cute. He overheard me and my sister talking before about how we wanted to throw a low-key pride party and wanted to decorate the garden for when PJ comes over. And he remembered and was proudly showing it off to me as he was decorating. That's, that's so, so cute. cute. Why did you never tell me about that? Did you not even remember? I did. Did you take any notice? I remember he told me that he put them up and I just felt so accepted then, like, into the house and the family. You that's know what I mean? so lovely. It's so lovely. That's the thing, because... 
I feel like if I was to get a fella, first of all, I'd be up in a heap taking a fella back to my own parents because I've never done it. Yeah. So I don't know what kind of way they'd be. You know what mm. I mean? They'd already be up in a heap when it's one of my siblings bringing yeah. back someone. So imagine me then bringing back fella or whatever. But then imagine going back to your fella's gaff and you kind of don't really, even if they've said their parents are okay with it, you never really know until you're there what way they're going to be. So it's so lovely that you have that from both sides. But it was mad because the first time I ever went to Dublin to Jose's yeah. house his mum and his sister and brother were away and it was just his dad me and him oh wow so oh wow yes, oh right. wow no but like we went in and it was very much like he was up to because obviously like Jose never brought a boy home before and it was like this pure awkward situation <laughs> of me meeting him and then I was like oh my god Jose he hates me yeah. and he was like no you're fine and it was like I was up to 90 and then like it's just mad like over the years how like no, like he sees me be like PJ, and, like yeah, me, that's like, so lovely. And he's just so lovely, and I just feel so. I remember when like I could see him start to like start to like me, you know. Yeah. And I was like, oh. delighted with I yourself. I was loving it. Yeah. I say, did you show up in a hoodie the first day? No. You're very hoodies. Yeah, but you just presumed I rocked up in a hoodie. You wear a lot of hoodies. Do I? You always wear a hoodie. <laughs> You're so weird. You do. Okay, so this guy says, the first time I really fell for a guy happened to coincide with a pretty severe bout of depression. And at the time, I'd never told my family that I was A, depressed, or B, gay. My mum found out I was depressed when I wasn't able to sit my final year college exams and sussed that I was gay not too long after. She confronted me about it and I admitted to it, but explained that wasn't why I was depressed and that I was dating someone I really liked. And she went on to out me to the rest of my family. I swear she meant well, but not ideal. Fuck. I was really worried about talking about it with my builder slash taxi man dad, which sounds kind of hot, who <laughs> up to this point had been a big fan of homophobic comments oh. and voted no back in 2015. Um, and it became this painfully awkward elephant in the room for weeks. One Sunday we're having breakfast and out of nowhere he just asks me, Son, how long have you been seeing your partner? And I told him it was six months. And he said, I hope you know he's welcome to stay in this house any time. And he said, mightn't it seem like a lot, but I could have bawled at the time. Well, I'm bawling now. Well, I'm bawling now as well. Again, reading it a second time. I can't do it when your eyes fill um, with tears. <laughs> yes, that's right. And yeah, sometimes when I see your eyes fill with tears... It kind of makes, it me, makes sad. me cry. <laughs> it makes me sad. No, that's just so lovely because. He's welcome to stay anytime. That's just like one little gesture, but that's all yeah. you wanted to hear from that's your all dad you want. growing up. Exactly, you know? yeah. I'm up in a heap. After I'm up that. in a heap, but also buzzing, no? Buzzing, yeah, it was also beautiful. Beautiful. It just gets me thinking, like, it's weird because obviously, like, I came up to my dad, but he was, like, in a coma, so he wasn't, like, chatting yeah. to me. You know what I mean? I know. I was always thinking, like, how would he have reacted? Yeah. Or like... And how would he be meeting Jose and stuff? Stuff like that. Yeah. Or like, would he be like doing ally bits? You know yeah. what I mean? And obviously I'd like to think he would, but like... I think, you know what? I think a lot of the people who did write in, we actually got sent so many messages, so sorry if we didn't get... Yeah, sorry, there was so many. Sorry okay. if we didn't get around to reading them out. They were so beautiful, so thank you. But that's the thing, one thing that kind of cropped up a few times was Dad saying, as long as you're happy and healthy and mm-hmm. you know what I mean so and I think that and I think your dad would just see how happy you are now and how well you're doing and stuff like I think he'd be weak for you you know what I mean yeah I'd like to think that as well and to be honest like if I really think back on my like life like now that we're doing this episode like if I really think back to when I was like younger you know, yeah and um, I think he knew mm-hmm. like 
I know like everyone like my sisters and my mom was saying that they were really shocked and stuff yeah but like I always kind of felt that my dad knew that I was yeah. gay like I don't know it was weird anyway anyway <laughs> Joe when it comes up to Father's Day you'll be in a heap curve. yeah exactly happy Father's Day dad I love you so if anyone who's dealing with Father's Day and their dad's not around anymore or they don't get on with their dads, just know we're sending you loads of love. Loads of love to all the girlies. And your friends and family are there, so speak to them if you're feeling down because it's important to speak to them and don't get really quiet and stay in your room and get really moody like I used to do for the first three years after his death. And just, yeah, talk, you know. Talk, 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 talk. Do what we do best, just talk. <laughs> and waffle. And waffle. Which is what we're doing now. <laughs> okay, girlies, time for our favourite section of the week with a twist. Okay, girlies, so because we're doing an episode on dads, we said, why not get my dad involved for the Mam Knows Best section, but call it Dad Knows Best, and see what kind of advice he's going to be dishing out. I'm up in a heap, because I haven't listened to it, and I feel like he was up in a heap recording it, because I did kind of throw him on the spot, you know what I mean? Well, fair play to him. Go on, Jory Boy. Fair play to him. And I think he'd, like, written it down and been, like, planning it out because I told him last night and he was like, oh, can I send it tomorrow? It's the cutest thing ever. I love it. Let's listen. Also, I'm screaming because I knew my mum had a phone voice, like, because she does it every time she's on the phone. Yeah. But, like, I didn't really know my dad had a phone voice, so he's oh, obviously... all dads have phone voices. But my dad used to think... talk pure posh and he was talking to the <laughs> My mum and dad to the waiter. They're, like, people from Antonelli back home. Very posh side of the city, girlies. Anyway, right, so... The question for my dad was... Your dad, I love it. Dad um, knows best. My best friend in the whole world has gotten his first boyfriend. Half of me is so happy and buzzing for him because he is smitten and head over heels, but the other half is sad, I guess. I need help dealing with this weird mix of emotions. Right? Cue Jerry. Right. <laughs> me. So your best friend has gotten his first boyfriend. And of course you're feeling very happy for him. Right? Best friends should be there like that. They should be there for each other in good times and bad. Mm, but the situation is also making you feel a bit sad. And I think there could probably be two reasons for this. <laughs> Firstly, you might think that this will be the end of your friendship. Ah, no. No, it won't. If the two of you are best friends, as you say you are, your friendship will last. That's lovely. It might be a bit different going forward, but I'm sure that you'll always be there for each other, no matter what. Secondly, I'm saying maybe, maybe you want more than just being good friends. (gasps) Maybe your feelings for him are stronger than just friendship. I don't know. It's the chaotic, is it? Either way. I would advise you to be open and honest with your best friend. Meet up, have a chat, and tell him exactly how you feel. Oh, That's really lovely, isn't it? I'm weak, your dad, for doing that. Now, I say he was a bit mortified maybe if he's recording at home, like recording in front of everyone, so he pure to like go find his own space. Your man pure in the corner judging him. <laughs> Now, I wouldn't have given that advice, Jerry. You know, when I'm on my weekly segment, I like to lead with a... And he nev- I usually sign off with the good luck. Good luck. You, you never did that. Anyway. Jesus God. Also, like, I love the chaotic risk at all advice at the end. Yeah, very chaotic risk at all advice. But, like, if he does have feelings for him, go for it. Yeah, go but, like, for it. Also, the first advice, what he was saying when he was like, oh... 
if you might just be disappointed because you think things are going to change. Yeah. Obviously things will change, but if you're good friends, you're going to... You'll be able to work it out. Friends. But like even sometimes you're up in heap, you're like, if Jose moved over here, like, and obviously you'd love to see him, but obviously things would be a bit different. But I just think the movie nights would be weird with me in the bed. <laughs> so we'd obviously have to have like... Maybe if we just got a corner couch, it'd be easier. Corner couch, I think. Say. See, there is ways around it. Also, just on my dad, like, I'm not really sure if he listens to the podcast. I don't really think he does, right? But he'd be telling so many people back home Aww. to listen to it. Like, he messaged me there at one point the other day and was like, um, met a lovely girl today in the chemist who listens to the podcast. And I was like, how did you get on? talking about it or whatever yeah but he had been like asking her if she listened to podcasts basically just to basically tell him about mine you know that's what i mean that's adorable and even when we were on the radio the other day like he messaged afterwards and he was like um you and pj were great in the radio onwards and upwards from here which is lovely isn't it i'm weak for that yeah weak for him anyway happy father's day dad happy father's day jerry Religion. we call him jerry mush and he hates it why jerry mush He'd pure mustache <laughs> Pure mustache energy. I love, I love it. it. Zaddy. <laughs> anyway, girlies. anyway, girlies. It's been a zay. It's been a zay. Oh, that was so lovely. Cause like, and to be honest, this is a big moment for me. Cause there's sometimes where I just shun out Father's Day. Yeah. And because like, it is like hard, especially like if you lost someone. It's not. It's really nice to talk about my dad. Like I do love it. Yeah. Cause like, he's amazing. Like yeah. I love him. So. Do you know what I mean? Pure week from like. Pure week from. Pure week from my dad. Pure kissing him. <laughs> Anyway, happy Father's Day to all the daddies listening and all the zaddies listening. And all the fictional zaddies listening, even the cartoon ones. And all the gay daddies. All the gay daddies. I'd love... I'd, we need to do a gay dad because I need to learn how to adapt. Yeah. And just like all the gay daddy bits, you know what I mean? I know. Like, Ricky Martin is really the role model, isn't he? Would we get him on as a guest? Ricky, if you're listening, we'll get on to the agent during the week, babes. Or, or if there's like... Uh, Irish gay daddies who've like adapted and stuff oh, or anything yeah. like that or have gone through surrogacy and stuff and want to get in touch can we get a word count on how many times me and Kevin said daddy in the episode <laughs> I hate the words and I've never stopped saying it anyway girlies it's been a pleasure as par well love you babe thanks for tuning in bye 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 daddies bye bye hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.